Shalom, my dear friends. We are studying together from the Word of God the covenants that God made with mankind. It is such an interesting subject because it is important for all of us to understand the plan and the program that God has for all humanity. In this session, I would like to share with you the fifth covenant of God that he made on Mount Sinai with our people of all, the people of Israel. It is called Brit Har Sinai in Hebrew, the Mosaic Covenant or the Mount Sinai Covenant, and it is found in Exodus uh, chapter uh, 19, and really onward, all the way to the end of the book of Deuteronomy. I would like to read the passage for us uh, in this uh, session, and please follow me as I'm reading from Exodus chapter 19, and beginning with verse uh, 1. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness. And we read here, And there Israel camped before the mount. This is Mount Sinai, Har Sinai in Hebrew. So we read in verse 3 on, And Moshe went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say unto the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you into myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant, here's the word Brit, Briti, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me, above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom, of priests, and an holy nation, these are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came, and he called for the elders of the people, and laid before their faces all the words which the Lord commanded him. And there we read in verse 8, And all the people answered together, and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moshe returned the words of the people unto the Lord. Now I'm going to stop here with the reading, because uh, in this portion we really can see that God is making a covenant with His chosen people, Israel, and this covenant is called 
the Mount Sinai covenant. It is the law, the covenant of the Torah, the law that God made with his people Israel. And we often call it in Hebrew, Brit Har Sinai. Now, my dear friend, let me remind you that there were eight covenants that God made with the human race. Three of them he have made with all the world, all the population of the world. And five of these covenants he made with his earthly people, namely the people of Israel. We have to look back, as we have already seen, that there was the covenant that God made with Adam before he sinned in the garden, and Adam was the federal head of all the human race, and that covenant was a conditional covenant. Adam failed, disobeyed, he failed, and he plunged the whole human race into sin. Then God made a second covenant, and that was the Adamic covenant, and this covenant was made with Adam after the fall, and God had made this covenant of which we read in Genesis chapter uh, 3 and verses 14 to 19, and there he made a promise to Adam, namely to the whole human race, that he will send the seed of the woman, the Mashiach, the Messiah who would come. And the Messiah will defeat Satan. And the Messiah will deliver mankind. He's called Zara, or Zera Ha'isha, the seed of the woman. Unconditional covenant that God made with Adam. Then because of the sin, because of disobedience, God had to judge this world. And if you remember, he judged the world with the flood. And then he made a third covenant with Noah, who is again the one that came out into the new world, and that is called the Noahic covenant found in Genesis chapter 9, verses 1 to 19. Then, if you remember, later on, after years passed by, you have chosen one one man by the name of Avram, a high father, and he took Avram and he promised to make a nation through him, and that through Avram and Avram's descendants, and ultimately the Messiah, the seed of Abram, there will be blessing that will come to all the nations of the world. This is the Abrahamic covenant that was the first covenant that God had made with Abraham and his descendants, namely Isaac, Jacob, Israel. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the nation of Israel. Again, the Abrahamic covenant was unconditional covenant, beautiful covenant. I will bless you, bless them that bless you, curse him that curse you, and in thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. What an amazing blessing. God have chosen Abraham and his descendants, and he's intending to bring blessing to this world. And he surely will bring this blessing in the ultimate days, in the last days. When we arrive now to uh, this uh, fifth covenant, which is the second covenant that God made with Abram's descendants, the Jewish people, namely the people of Israel, this very interesting covenant called the Mount Sinai covenant, the Telor, the Torah that God had given to his people, it's called in Hebrew Brit, which is a covenant, Har Sinai, the covenant that was given on Mount Sinai. This is the fifth covenant in the total amount of covenants. 
but it is their second covenant that God made with Abraham's descendants. And this covenant, beloved friend, is a conditional covenant. And this conditional covenant is a covenant that was made with the whole house of Israel. You notice we have read in Exodus chapter 19, when Israel, after three months, on the third month they have arrived to Mount Sinai, to Mount Sinai in a, a, the wilderness, and there Israel stopped. Imagine millions, about two or three million of the people of Israel who came now to Mount Sinai, and there God made a covenant with the people of Israel. You notice it says in the verses which we have read, verse 3 of Exodus chapter 19, And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, This, and thus shalt thou say unto the house of Jacob, Beit Yaakov in Hebrew, and tell the children of Israel, B'nai Yisrael, he made this covenant not only with Moses. Moses was a representative of the whole household of the people of Israel. Now just imagine, my dear friend, here the nation of Israel coming out of the land of Egypt as it was foretold to Abraham already. Your descendant will be 400 years uh, being uh, uh, in bondage. And after 400 years, I will bring them out of the land of bondage and I will take them to the promised land. So when Israel came out, the Hebrews came out of Egypt, of Mitzrayim, they've arrived to Mount Sinai and their God making a unique covenant with the people whom he just redeemed. Now to remind you, that they have already had the promises of God under the Abrahamic covenant. God promised, I will bless thee, and I will bless your seed. And in thee and in your seed, all the nations of the earth be blessed. So God has a plan for this nation. Unconditional promises that he have made through Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But now when he have arrived, Moses and the people of Israel to Mount Sinai, God want his people to, of Israel to live a life that will represent him in this world. That Israel as a nation will have a high moral conduct, that they will be distinct from all other people, and that they will represent God here in this world, that all the nations of the world are worshipping idols from where God took Avram to separate him and his descendants from all other nations. So in order for God to use his people of Israel here and now until he will bring the Messiah ultimately, he brought them to Mount Sinai, to Hal Sinai, and gave them the Torah. You know, it is fascinating because the Torah, the law, is holy. And why the law is holy? Because the one who gave the Torah is holy. God is holy. God is righteous. God is undefiled. 
You remember what he said to Israel in Leviticus 19, Be ye holy. Why? Because I am holy. So immediately we ask ourselves the question, what does God want to express to the world and to his own chosen people Israel by giving them that law? To remind you that Israel, just like the Egyptian, just like you, just like all other people like me, we all have sinned. So God had to redeem his sinful people on the basis of the blood of the Lamb, which he killed and passed over the Hebrews in the land of Egypt. And because they had put the blood on the doorpost and the lintel and obeyed the word of God, they were redeemed. Those that didn't have the blood on the doorpost and lintel, they were judged. So the people of Israel were already under the blood. Three months passing by, they were already redeemed. And now God gives them his Torah, his law. How wonderful it is. In love for this nation, chosen nation, God gave their Torah to that nation. And so notice that. In this passage that we just read, Exodus chapter 19, in verses 1 and 2, Israel arrived to the mount. This was the same mount. In Hebrew, we call it Har Elohim, the Mount of God, which is mentioned in Exodus uh, chapter 3 and verse 1, when Moshe there walked in that wilderness of Sinai, he himself received a revelation from the God of the Hebrews concerning who he was. Where was it? In the Mount, by the Mount of God. Har Elohim. So you notice, in verse 1 and 2, Israel arrived at the mountain. And now in verse 3, God is calling Moshe to the mountain in order to receive the Torah, to receive the law, notice, on behalf of all Israel. It was not given only to Moshe, even though we call it oftentimes Torah Moshe. When we call it Torah Moshe, we simply mean it is the law that God gave to Moses, but it is for all the nation of Israel. And now notice what it says here in verse 4. God give a message to Israel through Moses. And it says in verse 4, You have seen what I did unto Egyptian, and how I bear you on eagle wings, and how I brought you unto myself. I have done it for you. I delivered you. I redeemed you on the basis of the blood of the Lamb. I have led you for these a few months. I brought you to here unto myself, God is saying. I want you to be mine. I've chosen you to be mine, God said to the Hebrews who came out of the land of Egypt. And then in verses 5 and 6, God makes a conditional covenant with the nation of Israel. To remind you, this was in contrast to the unconditional covenant which God had already made with the Hebrews Father, namely Abraham, the father of the Hebrews, unconditional promises he have made to Avram and to his descendants. But here, notice that God says, this conditional covenant is for here and now that the nation, if they are going to enjoy God, they have to submit to this holy and righteous God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Verse 5 says, now notice, therefore if, you will obey, 
my voice. Indeed. And notice, he said, and keep my covenant. In other words, if you will obey and if you will keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. In other words, my dear friend, here God is giving a condition to the nation of Israel. In order for you to enjoy me, in order for you to be a testimony here in this world, in order for you to enjoy that which I have already promised to Avram unconditionally, that will come in a future day, but in order for you to enjoy it here and now, you, Israel, must keep my covenant. You must obey it. You must keep it. You must follow what I'm telling you. Then you shall be a peculiar Treasure, in Hebrew the word is segula, mikol ha'amim. You are segula, you are peculiar people by the fact that I have already given the promise to Avram, unconditional promise. But to enjoy it and to uh, give a testimony to who I am, you must obey my word, keep my covenant. Notice the word covenant is mentioned here in verse 5. He continues, in verse 6a, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Notice the word holy simply means to be set apart. To be a people that are dedicated to God. But in order to be dedicated to God practically, you have to obey my voice. You have to submit to my authority. You have to obey what I am going to give you here in this law. And so we read in verse 6b, God said to Israel, to, to Moshe to, go, to say to Israel, these are the words that you're going to, you're going to speak to the children of Israel. And Moses went down and he told the word of the Lord uh, to the people of Israel. Now, naturally you would say, well, it's wonderful that God want to give us this law, but as time passes by, and God began to give the list of this law that he had for Israel, Israel will recognize immediately that this law, because who God is, a holy God, is a law, is a Torah that is so, the standard is so high, and the human nature that they have, you have, I have, is so sinful. And to abide by this law, it's not possible unless God assist us. And because we have a sin nature, because Israel have a sin nature, you have a sin nature, I have a sin nature, if God would have given that law to you or to anybody else or any other nation, they will fail because of the sin nature. But you see, the mistake that Israel did when they received the law is that they said in verse 8 that we read, the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. Imagine to say, God, everything you are saying, I'm going to do it. You tell me not to lie, I will not lie. You tell me not to covet, I will not covet. You will tell me to honor my father and my mother, I will honor my father and my mother. You'll tell me not to lust, I will not lust. You tell me to keep this or to keep that, I will surely going to do that. 
Again, beloved a friend, God's standards are high because who God is. And he demanded from his people, his people should be receiving the law that God had given to them and thank God for the Torah that God had given to our uh, people, our forefathers, the nation of Israel. But to say that we will do it and we will fulfill it is going beyond what they understood about themselves. If you will just go a little bit further, in Exodus chapter 24, in the first few verses there, we read that this law in verse 3, Moses came and he told the people the words of the Lord. You see, from chapter 19 on, chapter 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24, God prescribed for Israel the laws. It began with the Ten Commandments. You remember the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, where we read, I am the Lord, thou shalt have no other God, thou shalt uh, not take the name of the Lord in vain, remember the Shabbat day to keep it, honor thy father and thy mother, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. These are only the first 10 out of the 613 commandments which God made and had given to the people of Israel in the Torah. Beginning with Exodus chapter 19 and 20 and concluding with the end of the book of Deuteronomy, you have here 613 commandments which our forefathers of old have have gleaned out of the Torah and have a, a, a written it down as 613 commandments. Some are positive and some are negative. They were those that were positive was a do that and do that. 248 do's and 365 don't do. Positive and negative, and there is consequences. There are consequences for those that violated these 613 commandments, beginning with the 10 commandments that are found in Exodus uh, chapter uh, 20. Now again, my dear friend, you and I might ask the question, why did God give the Torah, the unconditional covenant with our people, his own chosen people of Israel, and we realize that the unconditional covenant of uh, Abrahamic covenant does not change, yet the conditional covenant that God made with the children of Israel there by Mount Sinai has to do with their enjoyment of their relationship with the holy and the righteous God who want them to be a testimony to the world. And there are consequences here and now when there is a rebellion against his Torah and his law. You see, at the end of uh, this, uh, um, chapter 24, we read in the last portion of these uh, chapters, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24. These are the six, 
a chapter before he gave Israel instruction concerning the tabernacle and the and the way whereby Israel are to offer sacrifices and to approach him, notice what Moses did when God had given to Israel uh, the law. We read in verse 3 of Exodus chapter 24, And Moses came and told the, the people all the words which uh, the word of the Lord, and notice what we read, all uh, the judgment and all the people answered with one voice. And they said all the, 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 the words which the Lord had said, we will do. Again, they had such confidence in themselves that they said, we are going to do that. We are going to obey that. A little bit further on, in verse 7, Moshe, notice what we read. He actually, verse 4, he wrote all the words of the Lord. And he rose up early in the morning. And he built an altar uh, under the hill. And 12 pillars, according to the 12 tribes of Israel. Why? Because the Torah was made with all the nation of Israel. Then in verse 5, he sent the young men to the children of Israel. They offered burnt offering and peace offering unto the Lord. And then in verse 6, Moshe took the blood. Notice the importance of the blood. He took the blood and he put it in a basin. And half of the blood is sprinkled on the altar there because the covenant was sealed with the blood of the burnt offering and the peace offering. And then he took uh, he took the book, notice he wrote the Torah, the law in a book, the book of the covenant, and he read it in the audience of all the people, and they said, notice once again, Israel said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and also be obedient. My dear friend, this is so interesting because knowing themselves, as you and I ought to know ourselves, that law that God had given with the 613 commandments found in the whole uh, 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 four books, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, these 613 beginning with the first 10 commandments found in Exodus chapter 20 should tell us much about how holy God is and how failing the human heart is. And what Israel should have said, and all whoever will seek to follow these laws, these holy laws of God, all should say, God, I want to be remaining on the, on the ground of the Abrahamic covenant, the unconditional ground, because I know I will fail to completely submit to your law. Because really, as the new covenant says, by the law is the knowledge of sin. The law became like a mirror. When God said, you shall not covet, we know in our hearts that we have covet. It's like a mirror. When God said, you shall not a last and we last the law shows us that we fail God. When God said that we are not to lie, when we lie, we know that the law is like a mirror revealed to Israel, their condition revealed to all humanity, our own condition. So listen, my dear friend, 
Here we see that Moses sealed, took the book of the covenant. He read it before all the people of Israel. They said, all that the Lord has said we will do and be obedient, not knowing really themselves, not recognizing that they cannot trust in themselves, but to trust in the help and the grace of God. And then Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people. And he said, Behold, the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. And my dear friend, that was the covenant that God made with our forefathers on Mount Sinai. And so the question is being asked, why did God make this covenant with the people of Israel? This conditional covenant. Why didn't he um, uh, not give them this covenant knowing their condition? Well, listen to some of the reasons why clearly the word of God teaches us that God made this covenant with his people of Israel, the conditional covenant with the nation of Israel. First of all, God wanted Israel to be blessed and they would have enjoyed his presence if they will submit to the covenant that God made with them because after all, the law is holy and righteous. And if Israel was to be distinguished from all other nations, Israel obeying the laws of God will bring them blessing. We know Whenever God's word and God's law are adhered to in the world in which we live in, there's always a blessing to the people that seek to obey the word of the Lord. So the first reason is simply because in order that Israel will be blessed with that which is proper and good for their lives. This is important to acknowledge and recognize. Anyone in the history of Israel who submitted to the law of the Lord was blessed. David said, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. Anyone who follow God's standard of living, God's commandment is blessed because God is holy and righteous and those that follow him will be blessed. Secondly, the second reason as to why God gave the law to the people of Israel is in order that God will reveal his holy character to the children of Israel who were his people. You know, God is holy. God is holy. In Leviticus chapter 19, God said to his people Israel, Be ye holy, for I am holy. The word holy simply means Set apart, not like the world, not setting yourself to be occupied with other gods and other ways. No, set apart yourself to me because I am set apart from all the world. The world is in sin. The world is in corruption. The world worship idols. The world is away from the truth. God says, you be set apart for me because I am different than all the world and its ways. Thirdly, the third reason why God gave the Torah to our people of Israel is in order that Israel 
uh, will be the one that will reveal to other nations who God is. God is the one true and living God which seek to use the nation of Israel to represent him before the world in which Israel lived. We read in Exodus chapter 4, we read, Keep therefore and do them, that is my commandment and my statutes and my judgment, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear of all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who has God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for. What nation is there so great that has statutes and judgment so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? My dear friend, this is so precious. Israel, the chosen people of God, were a separated nation, were so blessed but the reason that God has selected his people Israel is that they will be a testimony to the world that were worshipping all other gods. And as long as Israel obeyed the law, and as long as Israel submitted to God's status and God's judgment, Israel was a light to the nation. But when Israel violated God's law, they were judged and disciplined by God. They were scattered. Our forefathers were scattered to all the nations of the world. When they repented, God will restore them. But then again, when they were disobedient, He scattered them again. And that shows us that on a day by day, as the nation was called to enjoy God until the fullness of the time when God will ultimately introduce the Messiah, there will be a necessity to submit for uh, the commandments of God by the nation of Israel when they didn't, and they violated the, the Torah, God had to discipline his people. Because God is a holy and a righteous God. Sin can never be in his presence. And my dear beloved friend, that's why the sacrifices were essential. Because as Moses was putting the law in a book, he placed blood upon the altar. Why? Because he had to offer blood. Atonement. The burnt offering. The Ola in Hebrew. The peace offering. The Shlamim in Hebrew. He had to uh, put blood on the altar, but also... He placed, it said, and he took the book of the covenant and he read it in the audience of Israel. And then verse 8 of Exodus chapter 24, he took the blood and he sprinkled it on the people and he said, Behold the blood of the covenant. You see, Israel could receive forgiveness of sins when they disobeyed the law. That's why the whole sacrificial system was given to the people of Israel as part of 
of Torah Moshe, of the law of Moses, of the law of Mount Sinai. But the most important thing, beloved friend, the most important reason whereby God gave the Torah to our forefathers is in order that Israel and all mankind will recognize that they are sinners and that they need the Redeemer, the Redeemer, the Redeemer to come who will save them and forgive their sins and pay once and for all for the sin of each and every one of the people of Israel, but ultimately everyone here in this world. Let me read to you just a couple of verses that are found in Galatians chapter 3 and Romans chapter 3 in the Brit HaChadashah. In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 19, the apostle Shaul Paul wrote, For what purpose or for what reason serve the law? It was added, notice that Abraham did not receive the law, only Israel after they came out of the land of Egypt. It was added, why? Because of transgression. Until the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels, and it was, it had a, of a mediator, in the hand of a mediator, in other words, God gave the law through the angels, by the mediator Moshe to the nation of Israel, but the purpose, my dear friend, behind it is that the Mashiach will be seen through all the law, the Torah. When Israel sought to obey the law, and they surely did, we all need to seek to obey God's commandments. Even today, in the present day of the church age, we are not to be lawless. We have the law of the Mashiach today because he came and fulfilled the law. But nevertheless, my dear friend, eh, eh, the law was given in order to point to the fact that we have sinned. And that because we have sinned and did not submit to all the commandments of God, that's why the sacrificial system was given. A lamb was killed because of I failed God's eh, laws. And therefore an animal had to die to make atonement. The blood of the animal only atone and cover sin, never removes sin, but the blood of the bulls and goats and lambs and rams pointed to the seed that would come. As the apostle Shaul tell us, why, for what purpose the law serve? He says, it was added, why? Because the transgression, and it is only until until the seed that should come to whom the promise made. In other words, the seed is the Mashiach that would come to whom the promise was made. And when the Messiah came, he fulfilled the law on behalf of us all, on behalf of all humanity. And therefore now we are not looking to the law for justification because the law never was given for salvation to Israel. It was given the opposite to show Israel that the Mashiach will come. The sacrifices, the feast, all pointed to the Mashiach, to the Messiah. But the law only revealed how sinful man is and how holy God is. And here's the final verses for us for this session. It says in Romans chapter 3 verse 
19 and 20. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law. Why? That every mouth may be stopped, and that all the world will become guilty before God. You see, because we are sinners, and because Israel sinners, the whole world is a sinner. The law was given to show us that God's standard is perfection. Man's standard is sinfulness. That's why, because we cannot fulfill the law to its fullest, we need the sacrificial system, the blood of a lamb and a ram and a goat in order to atone for us, to cover our sins until the Mashiach will come. When the Messiah came, he is the, the one that become our the law of the Mashiach, the law of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. And so we read in verse 20, Therefore by the deeds of the law shall no man, shall no flesh be justified in the sight of God. Why? Because the law, through the law, is the knowledge of sin. The law was given that sin will be revealed and that will cause us to turn to God for mercy and for grace through our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. And so, my dear friend, this covenant, Mount, covenant, Mount Sinai covenant, was made with the people of Israel as a conditional covenant in order to point to the coming Mashiach. And when Israel violated, God had to discipline Israel. But the Abrahamic covenant provided the, a promise unconditional promise of God to his people uh, of Israel through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the 12 tribes of Israel. And so, my dear friend, the Torah, the law of Moses, was given temporarily until the Mashiach will come. And when Yeshua, the Messiah, came, all those that have trusted in him are now to seek to live under the law of the Messiah which is the law of God, who is holy, righteous, undefiled, and separate from sinners. God bless you, my dear friend. Until the next time, I will say to you, Shalom, Shalom. <laughs>